Welcome to our second Grave Words, the after party for the Something Something Dragons podcast's actual play of the Carrion Crown Adventure Path. In this episode, we're going to be recapping the next three episodes of the AP, which were episodes 10, 11, and 12. And we're also going to be asking our players a few more questions and some details that have not yet shown up within the game. Um, so, uh, say hello, heroes. Hello. <laughs> hello. You might notice that we are short one voice. Uh, Green was not able to join us as we started recording today. Uh, hopefully, we will be able to get her involved before we finish up today. In the future episodes, we'll also be reading uh, audience emails and answering audience questions. We don't have a lot of those just yet. I would like to go ahead and give a shout out to Warmed Heart Fan, who left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We really do appreciate those reviews. It makes it a lot easier for other audiences members to find us. So why don't we go ahead and begin with our recaps? We'll start with episode 10, which was Someone Has a Crush. Episode 10 started with Kendra opening the letter, which had been delivered from... Right. Do you, does anyone remember his name? Uh, got it. Sorry, Anton, right? It wasn't Anton. It was not oh. Anton. It was uh, an a, a name, however. Alexander, that's his name now. No, it was Addison. Oh. Addison? Addison. Um, here, I'll okay. actually open up the... Look, I don't... I kind of don't remember anything about that episode at the moment. I do so now. I don't but... remember anything about any of the episodes. I remember it now, but <laughs> I didn't remember what we got into. Yes, so it started with uh, reading a letter that came from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, name. Grab his actual name. Adavion Adresent. Mm-hmm. All right, I can do the recap now because I don't remember oh, where we're actually oh, starting. So, not Alcoholics Anonymous. Not Alcoholics so Anonymous. Not- so oh, it was yeah, whatever it's his name is, whatever his name is, um, we got the letter. Kendra opened it, and in summary, wasn't it basically just I'm sorry about his death? I mean, yeah, uh, sorry about his death. I'll make don't do anything stupid. I'll be in contact with you to make sure you stay safe. I'll be like your replacement father or something. Something like that. <laughs> I'm your father now. It was a little creepy, honestly. It was. I'm not gonna lie. Uh. We read that letter, and that was creepy and all. And then, you know, she was like, all right, so what do you want to do today? So I gave her the quick, uh, oh, yeah, while you were gone, we decided to um, to read the, the, the book. Right. We looked for the test, and um, two people came. You know, pretty cool. We're going to go meet up with them later. And uh, I had mentioned, like, oh, wait, hold up. Do you want to read your dad's journal? Journal? Was it a journal or diary? It was his journal, yeah. And, you know, to which she was like, mm, I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. So her day was spent basically dealing with paperwork and stuff. And she, so, you know, we basically got the, what are you going to do? And we decided to, uh, we're going to go to the tavern. It was the tavern, not the inn. Which is where you found Comrade Mario. Comrade Mario. <laughs> Mario, Fat Mario, Mario. We found Mario. Bit different. And uh, we're chilling. We're eating. Eklund has no manners. So, you know, <laughs> Talia's like, I don't want to. And did the biggest mistake. Well, not biggest mistake, but, you know, 
basically asked basically like what's the strongest thing you have because i've decided even though i said we're not getting drunk i'm going back on my word and we are getting drunk here because i'm not in the mood to put up with this to which we got told it was a liquid ghost liquid ghost i was right i was like is it ghost is it spirit no liquid ghost and you know he made it sound dramatic and dolly was just you know she was done when she didn't even flinch and she was like yeah sure at so she got one uh and literally chugged it um yes ghost juice <laughs> uh, sadly it was not as strong as she hoped uh but you know he jokingly said like hey you know we're gonna have like a spirit follow you or something like that to which you know we got the fun sarcastic comments of i already do and so yeah but then we realized hey friends and oliris was the one who ran over to them anton and lee for his friends sorry because dog <laughs> Yeah, it was mostly just to escape from Eklund's weird table manners. <laughs> Which is fair. Yeah. didn't want to be seen with him in public. Talia honestly didn't either. Uh, as I said, you know, her wings had wrapped around her because basically the- I hate this. This is not a good choice. Talia followed, though, with another drink. And uh, surprisingly, Eklund got- not happened in the other episode. No, he was already drunk a little. Uh, but basically, we're chatting with them. We're chilling. They mention how a mon the monument memorial. Like God, mm -hmm. I'm never gonna remember. Uh, how it got like vandalized. But we just kind of, you know, we're like, ah, cool. And uh, I, we got the fun line of, how do I settle sub sub? Like I can't even say it now. <laughs> I don't even know what you're trying to say. How do I settle sub? Oh my Subtly? God. Italy ask, are you two together? Oh, right, yes, as everyone was trying to figure out whether or not Anton and Luther were a couple. To which I was like, wait, you know what, no, she's nosy, and she just asks, like, so are you guys together, or something like that. To which, you know, we got the response that wasn't meant to be so confusing, but it was. Um, hmm. Yes, he's my companion, and we were just like, Ugh. Well, okay, so, you know, I felt like the phrase boyfriend didn't feel appropriate in Galarian, and they're not married, so, it seemed to fit, so. He is my lover. Yeah. Partner. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. We got the response we were hoping for, but not what we were hoping for. <laughs> yeah. Then the episode ended with... I was trying to figure out Eklund's crush, because she figured it out. She had one. Right. He had one. He, he had one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there was the... She was about to be like, I'll tell you who I like, only for the end of late. No, I'm not stupid. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yep. And was about to throw Alyris under the bus. So that runs us right into episode 11, which was a sudden sturge of activity and the beginning of me, <laughs> giving, uh, me giving all of the episodes pun titles. <laughs> Thank you. Queen's gonna kill us. <laughs> yeah, well, she's not here to complain about it on the after party, so. Haha. <laughs> uh, I can still do it if you want, if you don't. Unless. Red or yellow, do either of you have anything that happened in that first episode you had questions about? Eh, not really. Don't think so. <laughs> I have a bad memory. Totally forgot about the letter. I mean... Yeah, no. <laughs> so, episode 11. A sudden sturge of activity. Why don't you keep going with the recap? Alright then. So, it starts with Talia trying to find information. And, uh, basically, Anton was Eklund's uh, get-out-of-jail-free card. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, by doing the, he seems uncomfortable, we really don't need to do this. To which, I was like, no, we do, but uh, fine, fine. Uh, we kept chatting about what, oh god, what were we chatting about? I think it was about, like, what we had found out, only for then, uh, wait, it's not, 
do this here. Well, you're forgetting something that happened before you guys left. We were on our way to leave when it happened. Oh, right. And then the sheriff came, showed up. We just realized that, yeah, there were people from, like, the fight that we were in. Uh-huh. We were, like, the ones I had paid off. You know, so we are like, oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be calling them idiots still loud. Um, <laughs> although it wasn't too loud, but still. And we're about to leave. Eklund's drunk. And as we're about to leave, the dude comes in. And we're like, wait, who's this dude? Only for his off to be like, wait, I know this dude. Well, I didn't know him. I just saw him. He looked suspicious. I mean, like, you knew him enough. <laughs> you knew him better than oh, we did. <laughs> point. Fair. Of, yeah, he looked at us weird, <laughs> too. You know, which at first, Talia just wrote off, because, like, I, I, I can fly. Yeah, everyone's looking at me weird. Uh, and, yeah, they kind of stopped us. Like, yeah, you're new here. Where were you guys last night? To which, we lied. And said, uh, we're at Kendra. <laughs> we're all inside Kendra's. And he's like, all of you? And I was like... Yeah, Close enough, and you know. One of the worst you know, like a liar. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you know, like a liar. We're changing the clothes. <laughs> like copyright. <laughs> okay, so uh, you uh, managed to avoid uh, getting arrested by the sheriff. Because I managed to roll a free, but I got aid. Yeah. Don't roll freeze. It sucked. Any one of them would have been better. The drunk person would have been better. Yep. But we got out of it. So we left, and I was kind of like, alright, Eklund, you're, um, you're staying inside now. Because you don't just randomly specify that everyone was inside. <laughs> so, we're epic. We're going back to the end. We tell them everything about like the Whispering Way, and what happened, and all that jazz. All that jazz. Yep. And then, as we're trying to leave, because we were going to go check out the memorial, because it was vandalized, and we were like, hey, this might be important. We hear someone scream. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> then there were the bat mosquitoes, right? Yeah, yep. because we're adventurers. So, what do you do when someone screams? You investigate. And yeah, there were um, weird things that were creepy and gross, and no one likes them. They're called searches. You didn't let me eat them. Alaris, there's a difference between the wolf eating one versus the humanoid. Well, I don't have to be humanoid when I eat one. I just want to eat. You know what? It doesn't matter. Wait, you <laughs> still have human intelligence? Yeah. Well, yes, but that doesn't mean I have. I don't know. What's the word for it? Wisdom. Purity. Wisdom points. I'm not sure. <laughs> there's a word for it. Doesn't mean you're wise. <laughs> yes. And that's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we managed to kill them. Uh, you know, they were doing stupid con damage. Yep. Because creepy, uh, weird bat things. Although, yep. we figured out something really weird. Because our good pal Zafa has a really cool spell called Holy Fire, which is really cool. Yeah. Not a spell, it's a class ability, but go on. As if it was a spell. Nope. It's a spell-like ability because I'm a celestial, uh, thing person. Yeah, it, it's part of her sorcerer bloodline. Yeah. You're a sneak angel hybrid? I guess. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not technically an angel, but you, you can say that I blood. am. You have the celestial bloodline. Sorcerers have magic yeah. because of the magic in their blood. Yeah, so somewhere <laughs> in her bloodline there was a celestial. Yeah. Somewhere in her bloodline someone decided to go uh, do the deed with an angel. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, back on topic. <laughs> uh, you know, so we uh, she uses her handy dandy spell like ability, and which only burns evil creatures, and it heals good ones. Which usually um, creatures like this um, are neutral; they're not like inherently bad. But apparently, these ones were, which is really strange. Mm-hmm. Especially because they were animalistic creatures, right, yeah. which means they have an animal intelligence, and if you only have an animal intelligence, you don't know the difference between good and bad. This is well, true. apparently unless you're a bat mosquito. <laughs> apparently unless you're a bat, but they're not normally evil, so, you know, we were all like, hmm, well, swimming, and Talia gotten back with us, but about clerics to heal the people who were attacked. Uh, we figured out that, uh, Anton can do Mujik. Well, we knew he could do Mujik, but... <laughs> Mujik. <laughs> he can do Mujik that can, uh, heal con damage, which is awesome. At least with a scroll. At least with a scroll. That's still awesome! It's better than we can do. Actually, you could have used the same scroll. Wait, really? I can? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> you can use a scroll that has any, uh, cleric or oracle. That's awesome! Alright. I mean, if it's a higher level, you'll have to make a, a, a caster level check, but... You know, and that's where we ended that episode. Although, I just want to pause for a second and say, you have fire that can heal someone. So it could be yes. the best out-of-context thing of just like, <laughs> Ow, I'm hurt! Oh, here, I can heal you. Really? Yeah. Fire? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, like, that minute of panicking, like, oh god, that's not gonna help. And then you're like, wait, that healed me. What the heck? Although it is worth pointing out... That um, the, the 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 power from the celestial bloodline, it can heal someone. However, no single creature can be benefited from that healing more than once per day. So even though she can use yeah. it a number of times equal to three plus her charisma modifier, she can only heal any one given person from it once per day. Yes. Yeah. It's still amusing and though. Does it like be um like good? Right, good they have alignment. to be good. Yeah, and they can't even be neutral, because then it would just do nothing. That's true. Which, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm not actually certain you can actually use it on everyone in the party, then. Yeah. Well, I can't use it on myself. <laughs> right, because you're lawful neutral. Yeah. Lawful neutral, I'm chaotic good, Eklund's, I think, neutral good. And, and I, I don't remember what I am. I think you're chaotic good, but... Yeah. That would make sense. Sounds right. If you are lawful good, I am laughing and telling you your alignment is Well, she's definitely not lawful good. I'm imagining. I think I'm accidentally playing Azatha as lawful good. You are! I'm not gonna lie! I I am. You can always shift her alignment. It's not like alignment is something that can never change over the course of a character's life. Yeah, I I know. Or at least a neutral good, because... (laughs) Yeah, I'm just a nice person, you know. Yes. Let me see how you play her. So that then rolls us into episode 12. What would I be hiding? Puns. <laughs> 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 That's like my favorite so far. <laughs> Which is only out of the two, but <laughs> after taking forever to actually try to do what we've been trying to do of investigate this uh, vandalized memorial. Uh, we finally get to do it. Actually, uh, just to backtrack for a moment, Aliris, at least according to your character sheet, you are chaotic neutral. Oh, I guess that works. Which definitely yeah. fits the way you've been playing her. 
Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you could not be healed by uh, Azatha's healing either. Oof. And for a note, um, that before we got to the monument, um, uh, Talia did a healing check on the party just to make sure um, in case anybody needed healing and she actually noticed something about Anton. Hey, that wasn't a heal check! No, we I had uh, we found some creepy girls singing a creepy jump rope song, which yeah. apparently all of us forgot that when we were kids, we all literally sung a song about burning bodies from a plague, but... True, you did. Fun. You know, we're listening to it, and we're all like, oh, that's creepy. And my first thought was, it could be like possession or some crap. So she did a full, like, free quicksy scan with Detect Undead, and, uh, you know, it was like, you know, she scanned over Anton and just kind of stopped. So it was like, you know, every cart, like, every trope you've ever seen when, like, she did a like, double take. No, no. Yeah, like the look past and then a quick snap back to that one thing. That's literally what she did. And it was just like, so, how are you partly undead? But to start, it was just a weird staring at him, like, examining. So, you know, she got the fun look back of, like, are we gonna talk about this, or... Or is this something you're gonna keep to yourself? Look back from him, to what she then was like, no, I'm saying this, what is, what the heck? She figured out it was a damn fear, but she was an idiot and didn't tell anyone else. Hmm. So, you know, she was basically like, yeah, partly undead. All right, that's epic. Like, if I heard about part undead, part undead, part... Oh, vampires. That makes sense. It lines up. All right, just moved on. Except you didn't because it then someone else said something because you made a comment about whether or not he could heal himself and then he was obligated to actually tell all of you, yes, look, so I have basically have vampire blood. He never said vampire. I said, wait, can you heal yourself? Because I was like... From what I knew about Dampiers, I knew that they cannot be healed from positive energy. Right. I never specified. So I just said, like, wait, do you have ways to heal yourself? And he was like, yes, I can. And I'm like, all right, then. We're cool. Right. And moved on. I never told him he was vampire. No, but it did... Someone said something because later on, Ekron called him zombie boy. Oh, yeah. He said he was partly undead. Okay, right. So, yeah, you didn't specify vampire, just that he was partially undead. Yeah, so, you know, we finally, we're, we got to the monument, we're looking around, we're all like, hmm, what's going on here? And then, we finally investigate more than Talia would've. So thank you guys, um, but, you know, we find the footprints. So we start following these footprints, you know, not at all suspicious. Yeah, just the six randoms who just came to town. You know, uh -huh. detective. You do. So we follow them back to this dude's home, and we're like, hmm. And then we see a shed that the footprints lead to. And we're like, hmm! And then we look inside, and there was a bloody war razor in a bag of, like, blood. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we were just like, hmm! This isn't good! Yeah. We were like, alright, someone should go get the sheriff. To which we did, like, the, maybe we should go. And I'm like, no, I, I, I can go. And basically, I got to win because I can fly. So, I'd be the fastest. So you went to get the sheriff, while the rest of them hung out by the wood pile. And we made some crappy, um... Terrible self-checks. Yeah, really. Uh, including Anton, who rolled like a nine. Yep. Yeah. And, and I, I did a smart. Yes. No, oh, that... But I, that's not yet. That no, no, really that's smart. basically... We're, that's about where we are. Uh, so Altalia was, was talking to the sheriff. Anton knocked over wood. And the owner of the house came out and saw you, well, to because he heard something. And Aliris, what did you do that was so clever? I turned into my fox form, and we just played it off like some critter was messing around. 
The first time I've used my fox form for something other than, I don't know, eating ash spiders. <laughs> right. That was brilliant, honestly. I was telling Blue when we were off the air that it was incredibly clever. It was not quite hero card clever, but it was incredibly clever. And I wanted to call it out as being an awesome thought on your part. Although, we had a funny moment that you guys are lucky that Talia missed. Of, you know, uh, Eklund played the Sundari role that he's dug himself into. <laughs> of, you know, basically like, wow, Frank's a zombie boy. You know, which, by the way, stupid choice of words, Eklund. I'm not going to lie. Like, hey, be was... nice. Green isn't here to defend herself. Fair. Alright, well, it wasn't the best choice of words. I'll be nicer. Yeah, no, it, 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 it definitely did not make Anton like you very much. But... It was dumb. But uh, that happens, and, uh, you know, Azafa realized he was um, blushing a little bit. God, I can see this while, like, laughing. <laughs> My fangirl, I'm dying. Uh... But basically, he said, like, mm, tough boy got a crush, or what was it, Red? <laughs> That's what it was. That's exactly what it was. That was actually was. literally <laughs> word for word what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so it was hilarious. And I was like, oh my god, this is the best. I'm so sad Talia's not there. Zappa is fed up with everybody's drama. <laughs> yeah. So, it was great. It was great. <laughs> so, you know, this is happening. And Talia eats herself of her. To the sheriff, uh, kind of right before going in, pauses, remembers this epic cantrip she has, which is called enhanced diplomacy, and it literally it lasts for like a minute or two per level, not just like a minute, or until used. It gives you a plus two on diplomacy, or I think it's like handle animal or something. Yeah. It doesn't help you lie. Get to the point. <laughs> uh, she manages to convince the sheriff to come follow them. We get there finally. Uh, and he's just like, yo, whose house is this? I was like, yeah, whose house is this? And he mentioned it was the leader of the band of idiots who stopped us from burying the professor. What was his name? Right, to. Gibbs. Gibbs. So, it was like Gibbs' house, and Talia mumbles some words about how she hates him. <laughs> but, you know, so the sheriff goes knocking on the door, they start chatting, and he's like, yeah, these people found him. Blood and War Razor? What the heck? The monument was memorial? I don't know what it is was vandalized, and this dude took offense. All of it. And he was like, what? Me? Think I did this? You know? And like, yeah. He took really offense. And he was like, I watched you grow up. Don't don't go here accusing me and stuff. And we were just like, wait. This isn't good. Oh, this isn't good. Yep. So, the sheriff. <laughs> Still kind of sus, not gonna lie. <laughs> Where Among Us fans are gonna get this? Gibbs was the imposter. Five imposters remain. <laughs> I have no idea what this means, but okay. <laughs> it's it's from the game. Oh, I figured that part. I just don't catch the reference. The imposter is suspicious. That's what you say. Like, this person's a little suspicious, not gonna lie. Gotcha. Sort of ended sus. The sheriff ended up taking the evidence and saying, well, we will keep an eye on him, but this is not enough for me to arrest him. Natalia's not scared at all. And uh, then we decided to go back because all of my uh, party members are like, wait, hold up, what happened to Kendra? Right, because you all misheard the song and seemed to think that the song suggested that Kendra was going to be killed. That was on my part that I thought that he was going to be killed. <laughs> yeah. 
Although now that I'm thinking back, I think we missed something really important, guys. What? What did you miss? It mentioned Sturges. Oh, yeah, I did remember that. That the what? Sturges, they were killing. The How did we team. miss this? I don't All know. The Wasn't it like drain the blood for the Sturges or something like that? Yeah, it was that they were feeding the Sturges with the blood, I think. It was watch the blood come out the pipe, feeds the Sturge so nice and ripe. Yeah, there we go. That's why I was so um, right. like on edge about Kendra because hmm, it's a coincidence that the Sturges are here and that kids are singing about Sturges and people dying. I just hope that nobody um, who fits this description is going to die. Yeah, no, no, I, think, I think what right. threw, I think what threw you guys was there is a line in there that says Trixie father tells a lie. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think at that point you made the association of. Father, daughter, Kendra's in danger. Yes. Yep. Exactly. So, you know, panic. We go back. Uh, we split off with Phantom and Leafer. So I'm like, goodbye. See you. Maybe tomorrow or something. You know, we'll do some investigation and stuff. Talk to Kendra. They're nervous. We're like, where's Kendra? And Kendra comes down the stairs like, hmm? Right. <laughs> why? Why? Only for them to be like, oh, great. She's alive. And, you know, that gave us a fun explanation. Like, wait, what do you mean? I'm alive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Should I not be? <laughs> yeah, so we got that fun thing. We explained why we heard the creepy song, what we've been doing all day. Well, we mentioned that Gibbs was, you know, the evidence we found. We got the glorious line of... I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> so we were all just like, no, wait, trust me, we don't like him, but no. Uh, we managed to stop her from going to try to commit murder. And, uh, yeah, just kind of talked. I'd asked if I could borrow her father's library the next day, to which she was like, yeah, sure. No. Mm -hmm. Uh, and as that ended, Talia, you know, she's like, alright, I'm gonna go finish. She used uh, her wand again to get an unseen servant up and going and getting us food and stuff. And as that's happening, Talia never forgets anything. Oh no. That's not true. She probably forgets a lot. <laughs> but she didn't forget the drama. And so she's <laughs> like, yo, hey, Eklon, Eklon, you crush. And was nosy enough until basically she wore him away. She wore away his patience, I think. We're assuming, because Green ain't here. And, you know, basically did the... He's basically like, I can tell you now, or I can do it when I'm drunk and it'll be worse. And I'm like, yeah, probably. Although he did try to avoid it with one line of, it'll just make you depressed. To which she's like, wait, why would it do that? I'm not depressed. <laughs> Nervous. <laughs> you know, joyous. Foreshadowing. He's going to be shattered into millions of pieces. Yeah, and we got the end on the great note of, like, just him confessing of, it's you, to, um, Talia's, uh, yeah, you broke Talia. <laughs> yep. Talia.exe does not respond, not respond, I, sorry, I talked too fast, I don't want to waste anyone's time. Talia.exe is not responding, please review and try again. It's fun, it's always fun, I'm eager, because, uh, I've still not figured out she's gonna respond so we're just gonna be doing that live like me figuring this out as we go really yeah uh so it's gonna be fun <laughs> <laughs> you know as we're recording this this is like free uh, this is like three weeks in advance so i'm just sitting here like no one knows anything yep the fun of recording in time travel so you know and it's all although i'm gonna say this to the fans right away if i ever am confused about what you're talking about in an episode it's because I don't remember. We're three weeks ahead. 
I'm trying to remember all of that mumbo jumbo, so I'll be ready for the next after party. Let's go ahead and hit you guys up with some questions. And I had a question that I would prepared, but I'm actually not going to do that one. I'm going to save that for a future after party. Because I've got two questions which were submitted via our Discord. Maybe I'll ask three of them and save one of them for the next time. So the first time, first question we're going to ask the easy one. In character, cake, cookies, or pie? Red. I feel like Azatha. Um, I feel like pie. Because I feel like Azatha wouldn't like like sugar because snakes and they probably really can't taste sugar so like probably pie some kind of like meat pie of course you eat meat pies <laughs> yellow cake cookies or pie well cake is probably the closest to bread in texture and also cake is good so probably cake okay and uh blue <laughs> um cookies actually because, like, Talia's, you know, she's small, and you can make very small No, Talia feels Talia's like the cookie, cookie person. person. She is the person who, in the middle of the night, you find, like, you turn on the lights randomly, and there you see her, like, hugging the cookie jar, eating some. <laughs> that is who she is. She's a late-night snacker <laughs> who wants her cookies. And if you try to give her oatmeal raisin, she will, uh, destroy you somehow. Food. <laughs> she will insult you until you die. Um, so then, let's hit you guys with, um, our question number four. <laughs> We're not getting the deep questions. No, we don't have time. Red, what drew you to the class that you chose for Azatha? Well, originally I was thinking, um, it would be fun to play a druid, and then I realized, oh wait, Blue is playing, um, someone, well, an oracle, which is that kind of, like, magic-y stuff. I wanted to do, yeah, the vine stuff. So I wanted, I still wanted to play a magical character and I was like, sorcerer's fun, let's do that. Okay. Yellow, why did you decide to go rogue? Because if there's one thing I like, it's being obnoxious and tricking people. Oh, what I was expecting. Okay. <laughs> and blue, what drew you to, uh, an oracle. Uh, I kind of wanted to get the same, you know, I want to be the, I'm going to be the divine person. I'm going to be our healer, but I really just didn't want to be a cleric. Okay. I don't know why I have such a strong desire to just not be clerics. I do. Maybe it's just because they completely, like, are relying on the gods. I mean, so are druids, but. Well, no, they rely on nature. Okay, fine. Yeah. So, you know, I've always just tried to avoid clerics. I was like, wait a sec, there's an oracle class that basically lets me almost be a cleric, only not. That sounds fun. And that's what I did. Nice. So then, with that in mind, are any of you considering a doing multi-classing for this character? And if so, which classes would you be considering multi-classing into? You know, uh, actually, maybe, yeah, kind of. I'm not 100% sure how multi-class works, but... Bard sounds kind of fun, because then I can be sneaky and obnoxious and loud. So, uh, classic basically works of you pause on progressing whatever class you are, and you start progressing from the beginning on a different class. So you keep all the abilities you have, but you aren't getting new abilities from that class, because you're working on the other class. Yes, that sounds fun. Alright. Um, and I... I, I don't have your character sheet handy, but I think that uh, Alyris has a pretty good charisma, so switching over to Bard would still work pretty well. 
What about you, uh, Blue? Are you considering doing a multi-class for Talia? Um, kind of also leaning into thinking about Bard. Because, like, she's already this backline person. You don't see her marching into the front of combat. No. <laughs> how she's done it is, her po every time she's channeled, or even just healed, she does a compliment because it's positive energy. So she wants to keep a positive attitude, you know? Because I'm cliche. Um... <laughs> So, you know, she's like, oh, you look beautiful. Your hair looks awesome. You're the beautiful, you're the most pretty plants you've ever, I've ever seen that are trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like, Bard could work because she could now be in the back instead of healing and shouting compliments. <laughs> in the back. You are better than them. Kick their butt. Oh, maybe I was thinking if Talia and I both multi-class Bard, maybe we could have, like, jam sessions. Sure. I don't know. Although, I keep saying these things because I'm terrified that they're going to sound stupid out loud. Oh, they're hilarious! They're funny. You should say them. Although it is point worth pointing out that uh, bards don't necessarily have to be, uh, like, music. A bard could be, could be a dance bard or could do comedy or oratory or... So bards don't have to be musical. Music is always fun, though. I'm only half thinking about doing this because, like, yeah, I did say she's been chilling with a bunch of gnomes, which a decent number of them are bards. But... Yeah, well, just putting it out there, if you ever consider... The other thing <laughs> is, two of, like, the many backups I have for her are bards. Right. So, you know, like, there's only so much I can do... Like, you know, I don't want to be like, yeah, here's a multi-class bard. Oh, she died? Here's a bard. Oh, she died? Here's a bard. <laughs> <laughs> and what about uh, you, Red? Are, have you given any thought about possibly multi-classing? Uh, I haven't really thought about it. And now that this question's coming up, I've thought if there were, like, um, if there would be any good multi-classes. I can't really think of any that would really, that is all that would go for. Yeah, no, I mean. Yeah, it's good with magic. You know, this is completely unrelated, but it would be kind of funny. And not saying this is actually, you know, a good idea or if it's going to happen. But what if we were all bards? <laughs> oh, you can absolutely do it. make a bard group. No. I was going to say, more so than many classes, an entirely bard team, especially if people focus enough, is actually very viable. Because bards are the kind of, you know jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none, but that does mean that you can cover all of the bases that you need for a party with a group of bards in a way that, like, you can't, like, if everyone is playing a fighter and you have, like, no magic, or if everyone's playing a wizard and you have no one who can stand up near the front and fight. With bards, um, there's enough ways that you can specialize that you can have, yeah, we're all bards, but one of us is a bard who is a little bit more of a fighter. One of us focuses a little bit more on arcane type magic one of us focuses a little bit more on healing magic one of us focuses a little bit more on traps and whatnot so you can cover the bases for an all bard group but an entire party of half work bards orchestra <laughs> an orchestra Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah are you telling me that my stupid idea wasn't 100% idiotic no, bards are the best if you're only gonna be one class for your entire party go bard the way I have seen it described is no party needs a bard, but every party wants one. So if you have like a five player party, what you're probably hoping for is you want your four main bases covered, trap, disabler, and finder. 
fighter slash tank, your wizard slash any arcane magic, and then your healer slash divine magic. If you have that fifth person, yeah, you could double up on any one of those, or you could have a bard and basically get like an extra like half for each one. Yep. If you give a half to each one, that would equal almost two more people. Um, I think we're actually going to wrap the after party here, and I will save these other questions for next time. Um, like I said, uh, I've said this in the last episode, but if you're enjoying this, feel free to send emails and or questions to untoldstoriesandgames at gmail.com, and we will read your email on the podcast and answer the questions, if you have any, here in this after party. Um, thank you, uh, Blue, Red, and Yellow for joining us, and Green will be with us when we record our next episode, episode 13 of Something Something Dragon. Oh, of course it's 13 where I'm messing with her. Of course it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> really, I'm looking for her. Until next time, keep an eye open for mimics, never feed a goblin, and Something Something Dragons.